Welcome into Mozzie and the Muscle. I am the Muscle, joined by my co-host in the capital, Mozzie, and J-Watt. You don't get adjectives. Hello. Sorry. Oh. I don't deserve them. Only Mozzie gets the uh, <laughs> the special intro. Aw. But uh, yeah, senior uh, Chiefs correspondent, J-Watt. Yeah, chief, chief, chief correspondent. Chief, chief. <laughs> I like it. Beautiful. Glad to have him on the show. He's going to be helping us out with uh, doing some fun exercises today. We have a new segment for you. And of course, we are going to be previewing some of the games coming up this weekend. I'm excited to have you on, man. How are you doing? Uh, I'm pretty good. Just uh, just hanging out. It's snowing here, so I uh, barricaded myself in my apartment, which <laughs> I do even when it's not snowing. So I don't know why I clarified that. <laughs> are, are you expecting the snow to carry over uh, into Sunday? No. No, oh. I don't. I don't think the forecast calls for that. Damn it! <laughs> I can check real quick for you. No game. But um, for now, we're going to start with our uh, game previews. Uh, to recap last week, Mozzie and I we went four and two, right? Something like that. Something like yeah, that. Four and two, right? Yeah. Because we got the Seahawks one wrong. We did yeah. not pick the Rams upset, and we missed the uh, Cleveland one, which most people did, I think. Right. Which. I will say I did pick the Browns in a few <laughs> a few uh, betting situations, which was wonderful. But on here, I did pick uh, the Steelers officially. I, I picked the Browns because that's what I wanted to happen, not because <laughs> that's what I thought would happen. pick with your heart. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think I might have given him a little more of a chance than other people, but still, I would have told you, <laughs> bet on the Steelers. It's it's so funny. I had a uh, I was talking to these uh, people before the game. They were all decked out in Browns gear, and I said, you know what? I just woke up today, and I've got a weird feeling about the Browns. You're and of course, dangerous. they were like, oh, you woke up feeling dangerous. And I was like, ah, oh, no, I just I don't know what it is. I think they're gonna win. I think <laughs> they're gonna win. And they're like, well, it would be nice if we had our coach. I kind of went into the well. Alex Van Pelt worked with Aaron Rodgers, and Rodgers basically said on the Pat McAfee show that uh, people have no idea how good this guy is, and he's going to have a fun day with the offense. And mm-hmm. He's going to be electric. So I was like, okay, well, I'll take a little bit of that. Um, I think the Browns have some hope. And wow, just holy, <laughs> holy crap. Yeah, that was that was definitely <laughs> the most like, surprising outcome, I think. Just because oh, I, th- I think Rams-Seattle was probably the one we were the least confident in. Mm-hmm. That one wasn't like a surprising upset per se. But um, we can lead off with those Rams going to the Packers here. And so you guys both have the Packers. I think I'm leaning the Rams pulling off the upset here. It's um, definitely not impossible, right? Yeah. I I guess I'll start by, like, defending my take um, since I'm picking the upset. There's no Bakhtiari, and that's kind of what's tilting it for me. Um, I know Green Bay is going to have better play calling than Seattle did. At least I hope and assume so. But the Packers Rundy, you know, isn't anything special. The Rams kind of just road graded the Waterhawks, and <laughs> like I, I having Whitworth back was huge. So I, I feel like they could really have a similar game plan this week. Goff will be another week healthier. Um, you think you? I think you need to like watch Cup status because if he's not in, that kind of changes things a bit. But I mean, I I feel like they could employ a similar game plan and have some success. And then no yeah. Bakhtiari having Aaron Donald up the middle there is a not good time. How do you feel about the fifty percent chance of rain? I, or, I mean, of snow. Excuse me. I don't know if it matters for the Rams. I know. I don't think it does either. Yeah. Just because I mean, their 
they throw what like five or ten yards and then run a bunch like well the current iteration of jared goff does yes yeah so i mean obviously you know packers snow cool stuff but right they're they're very used to it yeah, yeah very used to it matter. and very good in it aaron Rodgers in the snow games um i he might be 10 and 0 if i'm not mistaken <laughs> he, actually, he actually is a snowman um his his uh, snowman nose is a cheese stick instead of a carrot though <laughs> that's way better Three cheese yes <laughs> nothing like some cold cheese but yeah so so you two have the packers uh how, how are you feeling for this one i well, I'm not yeah i'll let you go for this here. oh sorry yeah, no, please. Stepped on the host toes, my bad. What? No, go for it. I was like, no, please, I'm deferring. You, yeah, you so the Rams defense is legitimately, like, amazing. They have yes. two of the best uh, – they, they have two of the best players at their positions, which is always a good start, but they have great depth at cornerback as well and a great scheme for Brandon Staley, who is possibly going to get hired as a head coach. But, man, mm-hmm. if you've watched Aaron Rodgers this year, it's just like – I don't think it matters – he had one bad game against the Bucks in like week five or whatever that was, but beyond that, he's just been lights out all year, and I don't I don't see any reason why he can't do what he's done all season to these Rams. Yeah, even yeah. even with uh, even without Bakhtiari. Yeah, I mean they haven't had Bakhtiari, you know, in preparation for this game. The one thing that helps, I guess, is Bakhtiari is on the edge there of the line, whereas. Donald will primarily be going up the middle. Yeah, um, that's but true. of course that still is. You know, they have other people besides Aaron Donald. On yeah, the defense it opens things. I mean, up their their D line is just good. Is kind of the point. Yeah, I think yeah. the most important matchup that is, of course, going to get hyped is the Jalen Ramsey on Devontae Adams. Because um, Jalen Ramsey's playing out of his mind. Uh, he's having a really good year. Yeah, and. Dante is also playing out of his mind and having a really good yeah. year. Didn't he? Didn't he lead the league in touchdowns? Didn't he even fucking play every game? Right? Yep. <laughs> yeah, I think so. That's, yep. that's dumb. Like, it's hilarious. So, um, the interesting thing though is that if you interview and ask defensive players, a lot of times they'll give the edge to the offense just because of the way the league is set up. Because mm-hmm. um, they have to play sort of retroactively to what the offense is doing, and what Devonte excels at is his release off of the line. So I still expect him to get open. Yeah, from uh, time to time. I yeah. think like a snow game in this sense benefits that matchup for Devonte. Agreed. But the yeah, go with the Rams. Like if they just have to like somewhat limit Devonte Adams. If they you know shadow him and like give like a bracket or some help or something, I think they can stand a good chance. So. Yeah, and then you'll he'll uh, be yep. He's writing it in right now. Bobby, the man, the myth, Bobby's Funyan Tunyan. I Um, only misspelled it three times, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Toynen. He's gonna be after to to him a few times to pull some coverage away from Devontae. Because if it's just Devontae all day, I don't like the Packers' odds. Uh, The thing though is Wolford being out means Goff is in and. I, hey, I'm, not picking, the I'm not picking Jared Goff to win this game. I can't. You know, you know what they say in, in games where you think the teams are pretty evenly matched? Mm. Pick the quarterback. <laughs> yeah, that's. Yeah. I don't feel. I may hate this, may change, but there's a lot going in the Rams' favor, I think. And I kind of want to pick the upset. I don't know, like the pack. The, I know that the one bad game was the Bucks game, but I think. The Rams defense comps enough to the Bucks in like skill level that it's I think it's worth like 
considering that they can do this. So, mm-hmm. no, I, I totally they, they can do this. Yeah, this is the not the, sp- the spread is too generous for the Packers. I think. I agree with that. I would take the Rams and the points. Yep. Yeah, but whenever well, whenever there's a game when we think uh, Robert Tony is important, can we call him like the Bobby Pin because he's got to hold, like hold the team together? Hey, there we go. <laughs> nice. <laughs> when uh when, when there's when there's a guest on like when Jay here and you guys are talking it gives me time to like think of terrible jokes so perfect but yeah yeah uh, i think ultimately i have to pick the packers i don't want my quarterback to have a broken hand in snow that sounds like a terrible time to me yeah, uh, yeah. I, I mean i obviously like the rams run game opportunity this is just sort of if they get behind i the rams i don't think can win if they're behind i i agree that's that's um, good. So they need to start out hot. If they get the they go into halftime with the lead, I like their odds a lot more. But uh, yeah, there's a lot more ifs for them. Mm-hmm. But any does other... Goff still have pins in his fingers, or did they get removed? I don't know. The probably this still might there. get cold, man. No gloves. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's hilarious. But I mean, I yeah, I think they're still there. I have no clue. But. So yeah, the uh, the next game on our list is Baltimore Buffalo, and this one's looking like the most likely snow game I think of the of the, of the weekend as far as uh, weather implement games. Um, looks like the snow will be gone for the Chiefs, and then obviously you can't uh, snow in a dome. So <laughs> this this one seems like our toughest pick because Mozzie, you've got Baltimore, mm-hmm. uh, Jay Watt, you've got the Bills, and I just wrote oof because I'm not sure yet. <laughs> Well, I guess I'll go first then because yep. I've got the upset. It's an upset, right? Ravens Technically, yeah, favorites. Buffalo's favorite, yeah. Okay. Uh, I think Buffalo got what they wanted, which was their first playoff win since 1995. Yeah. And I think they've got a great team. Love Sean McDermott. But this matchup to me strongly favors the Ravens. Um, first of all, the Bills are pretty much inept at their tr- their trench game they're not great against the run and they do not have a run game they just lost Zach Moss as well which means Josh Allen is basically their run offense mm-hmm. um we're talking about the Ravens who have the best run you know rushing offense in the league I think they kind of run all over them to be completely honest I I mean obviously this is a really good game and it's going to be close but I'm I can't uh knock that matchup uh I I have to go with the Ravens. I didn't think I'd be in this position. I didn't expect this game happening when I was doing my first yeah. <laughs> game. Because as you know, I picked uh, in my sort of playoff challenge thing, I picked a Bills-Saints Super Bowl, and now I'm picking the Bills to lose. But, you know, it's all about the matchups to me. And right now, I like the way the Ravens are playing. I think Lamar got the monkey off his back about finally winning a playoff game, which, you know, it's his third year. Mm-hmm. That's kind of some slack, but I think we are uh, headed personally for a Ravens Chiefs AFC Championship game. And you'd... You're spoiling your future picks, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you you kind of be putting a uh, you'd be bringing like the other monkey back to Lamar, which is the Chiefs. I guess to continue the metaphor, if we're trying to. Do oh that. yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I I'm very torn here. Like the reasons you have for Baltimore make a lot of sense. Um, if, if it's a snow game, it's kind of tough to really say one way or the other because like Lamar's never played a snow game. He definitely doesn't have the arm strength that Jalen has. So like I think that would you know definitely have a lot of negative impact on him and his throwing. But it would also do enough to benefit his running and JK's running that it may not really matter. So it might just kind of balance out. 
And then, yeah, you mentioned the Bills' weak run D. That's, that's why it's like the Ravens have such a great matchup against Buffalo here. Like, on the other side, like, the Ravens, their defense is healthy, but you still want to attack them in the run. But like, mm-hmm. Buffalo's not built to do that. The the kind of uh, thing this hinges on for me is how often does Diggs get one over in the Baltimore corners because they play pretty risky. I, I, risky? Riskily? I think risky. Anyway, they play with a lot of risk. Um, they take chances. Yes. So, like, Marcus <laughs> Peters, Ronald Humphrey, they, they, will, they will try to jump a route and get a pick. And Diggs is someone who will a billion percent make you pay on that. And Jalen will be ready to get it to him. So that's kind of the win condition for the Bills, in my opinion, is like Diggs having a monster game. Uh huh. But so Jay Watt, you're on the Bills. Um, what's what's your take on this game? So you can run for 300 yards and still lose a game. For if, sure. If the other team is passing at the level the Bills have been passing as of late, mm-hmm. the Ravens D like. Yes, they've been playing very well recently. They had a good week last week, holding the Titans to only 13. But their last five games before that, they didn't play anybody with a good offense except for Cleveland, and they gave up 42 in that game. So <clears throat> this Ravens defense is not the same as it was last year. And if it's uh, inclement weather, then <clears throat> you know they might be slipping and sliding around because they're not used to it. So, uh, yeah, I just Josh Allen is the best quarterback right now. Uh, as of the last four weeks, so uh, no, the I Bills are hot. Yeah, them. that's like I, <laughs> yeah, that's why the, the Bills yeah. are just on a roll. It's hard for me to pick against yeah, them. It's, they are uh, lava hot. Uh huh. Yeah, both teams, aside from Zach Moss, um, are pretty healthy. I, it it isn't great, but I don't think it matters that much because you can you can replace it with Jalen, like because <laughs> Singletary can pass catch still, and then you can just do the Jalen rushing at the goal line instead of Zach Moss. So. There you go. But I mean, the the kind of studs, like fantasy-wise in this game, I think set up uh, fairly obviously, I guess. I don't know, like the Baltimore rushing and Mandrews while they're pending. Because if it's snowing, I don't want to trust Mandrews to hold on to the ball. And then yeah. I – yeah. Then it's, I, I, it's, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, man, I, I, was, I was about to get so tilted last week after his first – like that first drop of his. Eventually, you know, I, I don't think he dropped anymore after that. But I was like, oh, my gosh. But yeah, Singletary. I think uh, I guess we're talking like uh, like DFS wise here. He's cheap everywhere. Makes sense as a PPR guy. But I, I think Diggs is the main Buffalo guy for me. I'm looking to just because I do think he will get one over on the uh, Baltimore corner some, and that's what they'll need. So, but I think I think this will be the. I'm not sure if this will be like the best game of the weekend, but I expect this to be the closest game of the weekend. This is going to be a great game. I'm excited. But uh, so, so they got Justin Tucker, baby. Yeah. Oh, it was funny because we, you and I were texting about uh, the Titans game, oh, and you said yeah. the X, you, you said the X factor was Justin Tucker, and then he ended up like missing that field goal. I was like, uh-huh. no, he jinxed him. I was like, we we missed the biggest matchup problem for the Ravens and the Titans. It's that the Ravens actually the have game. a really good kicker, and the Titans don't. If this game comes down to field goals, the the Ravens are going to win. It was the podcast, Jinx. It was. So, next up, we've got the Browns at the Chiefs. And, uh, J.Y., I see you typed the Dorsey Bowl. And uh, since this <laughs> is your team, uh, you, you, you lead us off here. Okay. So, Browns, I love you guys. It's a great story. I can't pick you. <laughs> I cannot possibly. Although, I, <laughs> I wrote this down. This Browns team might be the scariest one left in the field for the Chiefs just based on matchup. 
mostly because we've played everybody else left in the AFC and beaten them this year. <clears throat> um, and even beaten most of the NFC teams left in the Bucks and Saints. Um, but, man, <laughs> it's the same story as Ravens-Bills, where one side's a really good passing offense and the other side's a really good rushing offense, except this time the rushing offense doesn't have a good passing defense. So... <laughs> The game script could really get away from the Browns early where they just feel like they need to pass to catch up, and that's where the Chiefs could get way ahead. But, you know, Chiefs' O-line is in rough shape. If Cleveland gets pressure with four, they might be able to drop seven and slow them down enough to run all over them. Yeah, uh, but to that point, the Browns definitely could not get pressure with four. (laughs) Have you seen who... The Chiefs are starting on the offensive line. I mean, fair, but have the Browns like I'm gonna, I'm gonna look at the pressure ratings on the year, but they've been pretty bad as far as they're yeah. With Miles Garrett not being and no Olivier Olivier Vernon, <clears throat> that hurts. Yeah, see pressure. They're I'm trying to look. Yeah, they're they're close to the bottom. They they're tied with the Panthers. So yeah, Oof. that says yeah. I mean, I didn't think they had a good pass rush, but that's how you beat the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I think that's definitely the big. The, probably the most glaring issue for the Chiefs roster-wise right now is just their O-line is a little bit banged up. And they're, I mean, they're missing people because of COVID and mm-hmm. yeah. Dr. Dr. Lineman. Dr. Lineman, yep. A couple season-ending injuries for the left guard and right tackle. Yep. Uh, it's just all bad. But, yeah, but the, the passing game yeah. edge is too huge, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, exactly. I don't personally buy that the Chiefs have – been struggling offensively i think they've been trying out a lot of new things um because they can because their playbook can be infinite so they might as well try out different things and see what works and see what doesn't i think that's why you've seen a lot more of these close games down the stretch i think the important thing is that they were still winning them Mm -hmm. um good teams beat the teams they're supposed to beat you know (laughs) they're they're one score game record yeah state for the record that i love qb motion so much (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that shit is hilarious every time and i i love it <laughs> the fourth down right well that play especially the sammy watkins pick but like even the normal one where mahomes like he just runs left and then runs back right and they snap it to him on like a jet motion i'm just like what is going who thinks of this <laughs> threw a touchdown on that earlier this year he and andy Reid are such a lovely lovely couple oh god i love it yeah and then in this yeah, game? but uh, oh, okay. I was going to say, just to wrap up, um, I, I think the narrative right now is that the Chiefs don't look like themselves and the Browns can get a win here, and I think it's going to look like the opposite after the game. I think after the game, people are going to say, all right, the Chiefs are definitely still still one of the best teams in the league. And so I think the Browns put up a showing. I think they play really well. They probably put up 30 points, but I still think the Chiefs win and potentially cover. Yeah, yeah, the road is fifty six for this game right now. Um, the Chiefs are favored by ten, so yeah, big. That's a big chunk there. Uh, Sammy Watkins has been ruled out. Um, so I'm about, to, I'm about to have that in, and then Clyde is questionable. I think he got a limited practice one today and hasn't practiced the rest of the week. They're saying yeah. they're letting him rest. So I don't think the Wednesday practice had pads, so I'm not sure he's practicing pads yet. Got you. So that's pretty questionable. At least, at least the open portion of the practice that the press was at. Gotcha. And then Willie Gay's been ruled out, but he's only been a part-time player as far as I'm aware, right? Should be a full-time player. Don't get me started. (laughs) (laughs) He bites really hard on play action, but he he flies to the ball in the run game. So, yeah. 
which I mean, that would be helpful here. But and then on the Cleveland side, uh, they get Joel Batonio back, which is nice. And oh, it yeah. looks like they should have their lineman back. Um, Jack Conklin's the most questionable one. Um, keep an eye on him. But the White Teller seems fine and everything. Uh, BJ Goodson is questionable, as is Njoku. Um, the former, which matters more, I think. I think BJ Goodson's presence is a lot more important than Njoku's. <laughs> so, but, yeah. I mean, like like has been mentioned, Travis Kelsey should just dominate. On the Brown side, Chubb has the great matchup here, but the other side of it is, um, well, not really narrative in the Kareem revenge, quote-unquote, game. But, um, I mean, this the game script might favor Kareem more than anything. Yeah, no, no, yeah, not necessarily the whole revenge narrative, which I don't think any of us really buy, but more of just the fact that it makes sense that he would be used this game. Mm -hmm. Right. Can I address Kareem's comments real quick? (laughs) Go for it. So I've talked to other Chiefs fans about this, and nobody really, like, thinks Kareem meant anything by the it's personal. Like, that was the locker room following his first playoff win mm-hmm. as a Brown. Hometown team against the hated Steelers. Like, I get the emotion. And I really don't think he resents anyone in the Chiefs organization for what happened because he knows that it was his fault. Right. You know? <laughs> so It was. They didn't want to let go of him. Yeah, you think the Chiefs wanted to cut the leading rusher in his rookie year? <laughs> like, <laughs> No, nobody wanted to do that, but he forced their their hand, and, you know, shit sucks, but yeah, it happens, and, uh, you know, I don't, I don't think he meant anything, and I know he said something at a press conference, but I didn't, I didn't see what, so, anyway, I don't think any Chiefs fan really thinks it's that big of a deal. No, if anything, they, I think they can bond over their mutual hatred of the Steelers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but. Speaking of uh, teams I've got hatred for, uh, the Bucks go to the Saints. Oh, I baby. Hate both of these teams. You guys have New Orleans, both of you. I, I'm i more torn. I I struggle with this one because... So, New Orleans, like, on paper and based on history, should win. But I would, sure. I would definitely argue these teams have gone opposite directions since their last matchup in Week 10. Like, Tampa Bay... Has looked better, at least on offense, I would say, um, aside from, you know, their O-line struggles. And then New Orleans hasn't looked quite the same. I know it's been a bit of a carousel with, like, in and out, uh, Albert Kamara, in and out of, like, Michael Thomas and stuff. But Tampa Bay has had the whole season to gel now. It's it's basically, can Tampa slay their giant, quote-unquote, in New Orleans here? Or will New Orleans bring enough pressure again to just really fuck over the Bucks? And so... It's for some reason like my gut saying Tampa Bay gets revenge, but like like I said, all the logic kind of points towards New Orleans probably should win again. So uh, you guys both have New Orleans. Um, yeah, Jay Watt, where are you where are you at here? It's really hard to beat a team three times in one year. Mm-hmm. It is, but the Saints won both the other two games pretty convincingly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Especially Tampa, the second one. Tampa's on a five game win streak. They're they're playing really well, but the teams they beat. Vikings, Falcons twice, Lions, Washington in the playoffs with their fourth quarterback of the season, I think. You know, they beat two playoff teams all season in seven tries. I just, yeah. I haven't seen them beat anyone they're supposed to, or they're, they're not supposed to beat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and to be honest, Taylor Heineke put on a showing against I, them. <laughs> he, was, he was better than a fourth-string quarterback had any right to be. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so my thing, the whole... Uh, 
you know, there there are years where a team just has your number. It's just it just happens. There are years I watch the Eagles and they beat the Cowboys once, they beat them twice, they meet in the playoffs, they beat them again. Like they just it's just they don't have whatever it is that year to make that happen. Um, no matter how many times they play. I think another one you could mention is the Steelers and the Patriots. It would just be year after year. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Their Patriots are going to win. They just have their number. Um, I can't pick the Bucks because I refuse to. But <laughs> And that's, of course, going to give me some bias here. But it just looks to me like the Saints have their number this year. Because um, both of their wins were pretty convincing. There was that there was one game where we were like, all right, well, New Orleans won the first time, so Tampa's gonna win this time. And New Orleans decimated. Oh yeah, they them. Like, dogged them, yeah. Absolutely destroyed them. And it, you know, the truth is it all does come down to the trench matchup. And right now I New Orleans trenches are way better than the Buccaneers. Um mm-hmm. I I I can't pick the Buccaneers in this. I yeah. I, I'm picking the Saints. Yeah, but both of these teams get a lot of pressure, and that's something that's you know been brought up a lot. But the Bucks allow the most pressure in the league, like, right? And they're, the they're Saints allow some of the least. Yeah, they are. Let's see, they're they're kind. Of, yeah, they're like a little little better than average. Okay. Um, the Chiefs have actually on the year been the best, but obviously lately it's been a little worse just because of injuries. But like Packer Packers are number two, and that's you know. That one's very obvious. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, this game um, with injury-wise, so Rojo is pretty questionable. Um, I think they announced that Leonard Fournette's going to start. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so I, even if Rojo's active, I don't know how much he would play even. Um, the receivers have been kind of limited all week, but I assume they'll play. Uh, Jeremiah Ledbetter is going to be out, which I don't know if that really matters much. And then the... Um, Patrick Rock, except for the Saints, uh, Latavius is doubtful. Uh, Taysom's questionable. Patrick Robbins is questionable. Um, and then, oh yeah, back to the Bucks. Uh, Alec, I think Alex Kappa is his name, right? Their lineman. It's a name. Yeah, he is uh, questionable as well and hasn't practiced this week. They actually put him on injured reserve today. Oh, they did. Okay. There you go. So that hurts a lot. It might push me towards the Saints. Definitely going to be a really good game. Um, you know, as you said, it's hard to beat a team three times. They're going to bring it, mm-hmm. but you know, the, the, uh, new Orleans by three is pretty much where I'm leaning with it. I wouldn't probably bet on it, but it's pretty much right around there. Yeah. And then I see when he added in that Trey Hendrickson's going to be back, which is big. Yep. So saints get their D line back as the bucks lose a lineman to wank. <laughs> Big bummer. Wink. But, yeah, I mean, I'd be, I'd be cool with Tom Brady losing. Yeah, I think we all would. Yeah. I really just don't want them to host the Super Bowl. Oh, no, yeah. I would hate it. Would be hilarious for, to that. It would be hilarious for the Saints to make the Super Bowl in Tampa. Wouldn't that be? <laughs> I, would, I would enjoy that. I would love that from just that sense off. But. Who, who played? Was it? Um, did the Falcons play their Super Bowl in New Orleans? Uh, I or think so. maybe maybe one of the NFC South people played in in Atlanta when they opened I'm up the stadium. Remember. I can't. Something back and forth that that makes sense. Um, but and then oh yeah, with this game fantasy wise, um, 
I I think Mike Evans is in for a good game. He has kind of owned Lattimore this year in the games they played. So I expect <clears> that again, probably. And then on the on the Saints side, so if if Latavius is out, which I think he will be, and then Taysom's questionable, it could open a lot of goal line, you know, potential vultures to go to Camara. So I know the Tampa Rundy's good, but if you're you know, playing DFS this weekend um, on FanDuel, like touchdowns are important, and then you know DraftKings, the receptions he gets are obviously great. So I think his touchdown equity could be up given these injuries. So I think uh, one of the my favorite tidbits about this game, like learning from the past week, is that teams actually have to game plan around CJ GJ's trash talking. <laughs> Did you guys see that? They, That's fucking like, great. Uh, Matt Nagy had to like sit down with Anthony Miller and say, do not let this guy get in your head. All he does is talk shit the entire game. He's going to research your family. He's going to look up everything <laughs> you've ever done, and he's just going to make fun of you. He's still got to him. I know, his, dude. His trash talk is so top tier. He's still got to him after that. Who, uh, so will uh, Chris Godwin be able to shrug off CJGJ? Yeah, he hasn't gotten mad at him at all yet this year so i think he's i think he's fine but we know I think he's of solid temperament he'll be okay put, yeah. put chauncey on antonio brown oh there we go <laughs> there we go that's I like the that. psychological matchup we all need because <laughs> yeah we, we know the history of Lattimore and, and mike evans that was kind of a given <laughs> i figured oh. out the stadium thing oh there you go who, who was it so <clears throat> two years after 28 to 3 brady and the pats went back to atlanta and beat the rams <clears throat> in the Falcons new stadium. Okay. Sad. <sighs> so that will wrap up our uh, game previews for this weekend, our divisional round. Uh, we'll be back uh, next week to go over um, how these picks once and went and talk about the, the final couple of games. And then we'll, we'll wait on our um, hot new brand new hot off the press, cool new segment until um, we, um, are able to get Jolly in here and have all four of us kind of take these teams. Um, we are we're also counting the Bears among teams with uh, coaching vacancies because they should be there. But <laughs> yeah, we'll each be taking uh, two teams and kind of playing GM for them. So uh, thank you all for uh, joining, and we'll be back soon.